Hey, Cheese Mosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we're ready for some football. <laughs> we're not. Not really. We're just thankful that Rihanna let those nice young men, uh, you know, play her concert. There you go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Cheese Queens. And if you're new to the podcast, Cheese means gossip. And we have all the gossip, we have all the tea on Married at First Sight. Today we're covering season 16, episode 6. But before that, Igby, do you have any cheese men? I do. Oh. So, looking at the old Instagram, it looks like Johnny from our Houston season is getting pretty serious with his girlfriend. He brought her home to mom. And we know how big of a deal that is. His mother's opinion is very important to him. So, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Ooh. It's getting hot and heavy. All right. Look at him growing up. I know. Look at her tolerating his ass. <laughs> um, there was some, I guess, gossip in the air. We saw our friend Mindy from season 10 in DC once again for like the fourth time linking up with a guy from a previous season. She was spotted out with Steve from Boston. You know, this is a regular pattern. She's been in the past linked to Ryan from Houston. She's hung out with Nate from San Diego. She's hung out with Ben. So I don't know what she's trying to, I guess, hang on to those last 15 minutes. I don't know. That's just weird. Maybe she thinks, well, they were married once, so they might want to commit. What is the thought process there? It's just bizarre. It's like, and you've really seen them, like say what they say on on their seasons and whatnot like they're not the best characters i don't know what the motivation is but i said i bet in july we'll see her and clint on damn it (laughs) hanging out there you go (laughs) absolutely you called it first (laughs) uh in more juicy gossip people are wondering if lindy and miguel have finally called it quits it looks like last week would have been the one-year anniversaries uh-huh. for the San Diego couples, and all the girls hung out together and got dinner with the exception of Morgan, who's never there, I guess. She's got a busy work schedule. She's a nurse, um, and a traveling nurse at that, so. She's doing things. Yeah. Uh, and Lindy had this, like, cryptic post where she was talking about mourning and all this kind of stuff, so people are like, okay, mourning what? Yeah. But there hasn't been an official announcement, but it's not looking too hot. No. Miguel, we know you're there. Just let us know. You're right. (laughs) And speaking of Lindy, this is just random fact. Hmm. Do you remember her cat? Yes. Yes. Did you know that that breed of cat is one of the rarest breeds in the world and is like $11,000? What? They're called diamond eye cats. They're like a Thai breed. And they're like the all white and they have the one blue eye and the one green eye. Uh-huh. And it's like super, super duper rare. And I was like, hmm, that's strange. That is strange. Okay. So she dropped a dime on a cat. We don't know that she did, but <laughs> if she were to have like bought it from a breeder, that's how much it would cost. That is insane. Wow. So see, you learn something every day. I'm there telling you, you the Instagram is educational. <laughs> I learn stuff all kinds of, all kinds of stuff all the time. Even stuff you don't want to know. Especially that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, let's see. In other breakup news, Katina and Olajuwon have officially called it quits again. They Is said, for real, well, for it, real this time, it, it seems like it's final because Olajuwon made it a point to say they are officially legally separated. Mm. So the paperwork's been filed. It's a done deal. R.I.P. Mm. Well, Isaac's see back that in the streets. Mm. Just Not in surprised. time for Valentine's Day. <laughs> He's like, let's break up before then so I don't have to get a gift or jewelry or anything. Exactly. Duh. That's what everybody does. Get you break up. Together. You break, break up at Thanksgiving and then get back together. Yeah, on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> skip all that shit. <laughs> That's how the real players do it. All right. Noted. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, our good old buddy Karen in New Orleans has put her cookbook out. It's available for digital download and hard copy. If you were interested in that. Her little recipe reels don't look that impressive to me, but hey, man, to each his own. She's trying to get to the coin. And speaking of her getting, I don't know. I didn't even care to look. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not clicking the link in the bio. Oh, okay. I don't care. Uh, Speaking of her getting to the bag, though, she is trying to get to the influencer bag because, again, speaking of IG, randomly an ad came up with her in it on my timeline. I don't follow her on my personal account. So I thought that was really, the algorithm is rhythming mm-hmm. for that to come up. Man, they were roasting her ass in the comments. Oh, no. Because the ad was for like um, like a knockoff of the like Dyson um, blow dryer. Uh-huh. And, you know, she has natural hair. And when you blow it out, it's just big. So then she was trying to like do a style and it just was, it wasn't cute. Oh no! It was looking a mess, and the comments let her know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, Daniel, sorry to see it, but whatever. She got a check. This is true." Well, in regards to this season, I know we were talking about um, Clint's weird outfits in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that the airline lost their luggage for like the first three days, so that's oh. why they have to wear that like weird tourist um, wear. <laughs> I was wondering about that because they showed like him shopping, had that obnoxious yaman on uh, his shirt. I was like, why are you doing this? Right. And then that too, I thought about playing into this whole body shaming situation that's happening. Like, could you imagine, you know how hard it is buying a bathing suit, period. So could you Mm -hmm. imagine going on vacation, having to buy whatever they have in the like little gift shop and then that be on national TV? Yeah. Um, but like, I that think she sucks. looks amazing. Like, <laughs> she looked fine to me. I don't know. She looked great. Like she's she's curvy, but that's about it. I mean, I didn't. I, her skin looks good. I don't understand. I don't know where stand, but he just wants somebody thinner. That's it. I don't. I guess. <laughs> I that's what I'm. I because she, there, I didn't. I didn't see any bulges or rolls or any cellulite. Like I didn't. Mm. Well I, well, I guess I wasn't looking that hard either, but I was, but I was just like, you know, she looks, she looks good to me. I don't know. And Lifetime was being shady. I'm like, y'all don't need to be zooming in and all that. Like, calm yeah. down. I saw, That's just I saw, rude. I saw the zoom ins on some other ladies that wasn't so nice. Like, but that's we rude. Won't, we won't be commenting because it is rude. But, but I didn't. Yeah. So Gina, I was like, I thought, that sucks. Thought she looked good. I yeah. That oh, I can't even imagine. I'd be like, forget it. I'm just right. wearing pajamas. <laughs> I'm just not going outside. 
until my luggage gets here because no. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Do I have anything else? Oh, so did they lose Chris and Nicole's too? Is that why she's wearing the same thing over and over? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I don't think they were all on the same flights because they like, I know this was all on after party. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina was saying that something happened where like their flight got delayed and that was going to make them miss their connecting flight, but it ended up working out. So somehow the bags didn't get from the first plane to the second plane Mm -hmm. and that's how their stuff got lost gotcha but i don't know about everybody else the only other rumor or speculation i saw was people are questioning whether mac and dominique are ringers and that storyline is just for drama i saw that that like maybe they're paid actors because it's just like too weird like with the mom and her trying to pay fifty thousand dollars and her being young, so young, and him being the transplant and being homeless, and all it's just like too much. Yeah. And then them not even allegedly working out to move in together. I don't know. Was it all just to spice things up because nothing else is really going on with anybody else? I think there's plenty going on with other people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, I think I can spat, spot bad acting. There was bad acting in here. I mean, the fake wake-ups, you can tell, are terrible. And Dominique, I was like, oh, Dominique, don't do the fake wake-up. We see you blinking your eyes. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. Oh, I know Married at First Sight fan put up a poll asking if this is it. This is the end of the road. I know we talked a little bit before about this mm-hmm. um, being, the show not being renewed past season 18. So... Has it finally jumped the shark or are we going to get an extension because they haven't announced anything as far as season 19, anything past Denver? Yeah. That's an amazing reference, by the way. What? Jumping the shark. Well, that's what it's called. I know, but I just like, <laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. I love it. Anyway. Um, I know. Ideally, I would think that people would like to get to season 20, but um, the fact that they're struggling so hard to cast it, you know, what's the point? I get that. And ratings are tanking. Um, if they really wanted to save the show, why not use the old formula? And that's basically what the results of the poll were. Uh, 46% of people said, yes, it's time. 15% said, no, not yet. And 39% said, no, they don't want to see it end, but there needs to be changes. Yeah. Where would you like them to be if they continue on? What city should Ooh, they go to? Good question. Somewhere extremely rural. Very like Wyoming. Wyoming. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of are, my real friends. Get out of my head, weirdo. <laughs> That's funny. Wyoming would be beautiful. You'd have real people there. I don't think it would be hard to cast because real people There's don't not want a lot of people out there. Real reality TV to be in their real lives. So, um, but yeah, I think that would be interesting and amusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Throwing it out there, putting it in the universe. There you go. That's me shooting it into the universe. <laughs> I think that's it for today. For okay. Me. Let me. Uh, we kind of had the same cheese of course. Let me just double check mine. Oh, here's one. Um, so there's going to be a new show-ish. They're copying 90 Day Fiance Pillow Talk. It's called Married at First Sight, Couples Couch. 
It originally premiered in 2019. And it's, they already had that. Yeah, but I guess they're just bringing it back. And mm. um, but yeah, it only ran for two seasons. But it's it's a copycat, and uh, there's no previews yet. But I guess they're just the people, the alumni of the show, are going to watch our current season and make comments. So that's going to start pretty soon. And as far as this season, all episodes, I've, as we've seen so far, are going to be 90 minutes followed by the 30-minute after party. There's going to be 23 regular episodes and three additional post-decision day episodes, plus the reunion. So that's fun. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) We can smush the reunions together like we did last time. Like Um, they should do. (laughs) Other than that, uh, yeah, you touched on the Lindy stuff, but you know what Stasha did? This is just like interesting to me because maybe she is a real baller. I don't know. She posted she had a-, a yacht party and then went to Nobu for dinner for her birthday. Yes, that that all. Yes. Amazing. But then she posted a code for Starbucks. Have a coffee on me. Don't get crazy. And people used it. And how much coffee did she buy? Jesus, how much money does this woman make? No, 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 no. No, is that not how that works? No, they put it, you put a cat, like, it's like buying a gift card. You put a hundred dollars and then you put up the code and then when it's gone, it's gone. Okay. It's not just like unlimited. Still. I know. I want to know. I've seen that before from influencers. influencers. I still want to know how much coffee she bought. $20. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe so. But yeah, you you touched on on the the big chisme, so it's all good. Um, I forgot the biggest chisme. What? Um, Is this... A spoiler, possible spoiler, spoiler if you spoiler, live under spoiler. a rock. What? Now, we know we saw that clip of uh, Clint and Dominique. Mm-hmm. This damn production is fucking with us again, as usual. So they're putting this clip out now to generate gossip and generate interest in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's been confirmed that that scene is after Decision Day. It's in one of those like post- Yeah, post-Decision decision Day. Get-together things. Yeah. So don't be fooled. They're playing with your mind, man. I still want to see what Eris, who Eris is dancing with when he gets in trouble. I think it's interesting also that McKinley called Gina sexy in front of her husband. That that was, those are two weird instances too. Like this whole group of guys are just, they're just gross. All of them. Not Chris. Not Chris. Chris isn't that gross. He's just desperate. There. (laughs) I want to know what he's crying about next time. Yeah. I'm sure that's. It seems like... He might just got bad news. That's what it looks like to That's me. what I think it is. Yeah. That's what I think it is, too, that he got a call and something happened. I hope it's not anything super serious, um, but we shall see. But yeah, if you have any cheese, go ahead and send it to us. You can reach us on Instagram at Cheese McQueen's Podcast and on Twitter at Cheese McQueen's. Every Wednesday, Igby Live tweets the episode. Um, and yeah, it's always a good time there. But let's, It's a party. It's a party. Um, let's jump into this episode... Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 6. Igby, hit me with the title. You dropped a bomb on me. You know you want to do Baby, <laughs> you dropped a bomb on me. Boom. Love it. So old. I know. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let's start with Nicole and Chris. 
just to get them out of the way because they're too nice and they're too happy and they're in love and it's whatever they're Um, not in love okay okay chris isn't chris isn't in love nicole is very much in love already i'm like bro stop like you're setting yourself up to get your feelings hurt just stop asking him he'll tell you when he's ready why is she doing that it's literally hasn't been a week yet chill out gosh and I'm proud of him for standing up in his note. Every time she asks, he says, no, stop asking me. Oh, man. Um, but we start with them. Uh, they're snuggling in a hammock. She tells him that she's really digging all the cuddles in the morning and at night. He's a cuddler. He says he's really focusing. He's hoping that's enough because he wants to focus on their emotional connection and wants to wait on sex because he thinks it can ruin things. But he also still wants her to feel wanted. He's very much attracted to her. He says in his last relationship, they were together for a year and a half and only had sex three times. And he did not feel wanted. Why would you stay in that relationship for a year and a half? I don't understand that part. Me either. Also, did he just think he was in a relationship? And the other person was like, no, we're not in a relationship. This is just something we do. Not even that? Like, (laughs) I don't know. This makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense. Why would you do that? Oh my gosh. You would have got like a month out of me. Right? Like, mm -mm. (laughs) mm-mm. Um, and then he says the complete opposite happened in his other relationship. So that one, he said they used sex as a band-aid instead of talking and dealing with their issues. And Nicole said she had really similar experiences. She said one relationship, they had sex all the time. It was really awesome sex. And in another relationship, um, nothing was happening. They didn't have any sex. And she's like, well, he couldn't even remember because he was having sex with other people. So he just couldn't get it straight. She always felt like the other person in the relationship was never satisfied. And she wants them to have, be happy. She doesn't want him to just be happy they're having sex. She wants him to be happy having sex with her. So she wants him to vocalize it. And he wants her to like it as well. He wants to have sex with her. He keeps telling her that. He's just really insecure at this point because he hasn't had sex in a long time. And he wants her to be satisfied. He doesn't want to ruin things. And she's not expecting, you know, the earth to shake on the first go around. So at least their expectations are where they need to be. I was like, yikes, performance anxiety already. <laughs> like you're could, already getting in your head about it. Stop. I could understand that though. And and she seems really reasonable. And at this point, she's so in love with him. I think she'll be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. And if she's smart, she'll just tell him what she likes and get it going. So he's that part. Um, next, we see them struggle on a kayak for a good, good while. Um, <laughs> that was really funny. Um, but she says it's a perfect analogy for marriage. They don't know what they're doing, but they figure it out as they go along. She does the pivot friends quote that everybody quotes. And he gets that and that makes her, you know, all starry eyed once again that he's getting her. That was a friend's quote. That was a friend's quote. Pivot. You never seen that one? They get stuck in the couch. The couch gets stuck in the hallway. It's all right. Watch Friends. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I haven't watched Friends since it came on. So, um, but yeah, so she starts talking about her pet peeves because he put some water on her shoulder to cool her off, which she enjoyed. But she said, like, that's one of her pet peeves. Like if you're just trying to get your feet wet in the pool and someone starts splashing you saying, I do not like getting splashed. Do not get my head wet. I don't like my head underwater. None of that unless it's, you know, a shower, but still wool. Her other pet peeve, SMP, slow moving people. Hello. I hate that so 
much. It's a slow person. Drives me insane. That's a slow person. I apologize. (laughs) Drives me insane. That and people who walk in the parking lot, like in the middle of the street. Oh, yes. That's a. Get the fuck out the way. Yes. I will hit you with this car. (laughs) That drives me insane. Ugh. Let's be grateful you don't leave your apartment too much. What are you trying to say? I'm a hazard to society? <laughs> it's fine. They're the problem, not me. I mean, this is true. Those are social norms that they're not adhering to. So I guess they deserve to get hit by a car. Uh, I don't have road rage. <laughs> he says his uh, pet peeve is dishes in the sink. And his brother always did that to him. And he always cleaned them because he hated dishes in the sink. And his brother knew that. So sounds like he lost on that one. He also only does laundry once a month. Does that mean he has 30 pairs of underwear? I doubt it. <laughs> She says she does uh, laundry twice a week and she wants the bed done once a week, which is reasonable. Um, twice a week for laundry seems a little much, but that's that's her. Um, <laughs> this whole thing was like uh, too, too much. Um, he, yeah. He's also afraid that she's going to think he's lazy because during the week, you know, all he does is walk his dog and hang out and watch TV and chill. And then I was like, oh, wait, am I also lazy? <laughs> I think no. I think her answer was reasonable. You know, you work hard all yeah. day. You need to chill for a second. That's fine. I think so too. Um, so it sounds like they're on the same page with that. They're going to be lazy during the week and hopefully do something together on the weekend. Um, in ITM, Chris says he's completely dedicated at this at this point. He's not holding back, and neither is she. They're fully in on this, and he's looking forward to so many things. And this is just the beginning. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Until she starts acting crazy. All right, let's skip to um, Kirsten and Shaquille. Kristen and Shaquille. Kirsten and Shaquille. Yes. I don't know about these two. They were pretty absent this episode. Uh, I know we were talking earlier. It took half the episode for them to even pop up. Mm-hmm. Well, they also were gone so, a day. That's true, but we're already a week in. This was day seven. They finally popped up. Okay. So they're taking um, this. And I thought this was a weird activity. They're taking a like Jamaican dance class. You know, they're trying to signal the plane and pond the river, (laughs) pond the banks. (laughs) All that shit. They look like they had a great time. I mean, they were having fun. They had, I'm glad there was no, um, no meltdowns. You know, we have a history of dance class meltdowns on this show. Yeah. I forgot (laughs) those but everybody had rhythm <laughs> and coordination so it was fine speak of michaela i'm done this <laughs> oh michaela so they have their little dance class and then afterwards they are talking a little bit about their connection kirsten is gushing about how they shared a connection together and how she's loving his big personality and i'm like okay where is this coming from she talks about being exciting to get to know him better. She says that she feels like they have natural chemistry going on and she wants that to grow because that's what's really going to hold their relationship together. And the whole scene kind of ends with uh, Shaquille saying that they'll have to come back one day in the future to the same spot and dance again. And she says she's going to hold him to that. So, you know, one year anniversary, we're going back to Jamaica. Well, you know what? Good on them for projecting <laughs> the future. You know what I mean? It, it does sound like they're both still in the married mindset. Like, this is going to work out. I'm going to try very hard for this to work. So, And then we have the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> you get up so on nerves. The next, 
Just be yourself, honey. So the next time we see them together, it's after um, all of the couples have spent time together. The guys got together and the girls got together and talked. And the first thing Kirsten says is, this was just the day that she needed. A whole day away from him. Oh, shit. It was great. Because, <laughs> yeah, she says, oh, this was just the perfect day. It was great. And he's like, why? And she's like, I needed a girl's day. Because, yeah, he's like, like we would, why did you need a break from me? Like, I don't understand. Side note, my husband just proposed the best Mother's Day present to me ever. He's like, would you like to just stay in a hotel room by yourself for like a whole weekend? I was like, absolute. That sounds magical. So I get you, Kristen. Kirsten. Hey, man, I'm with it. <laughs> I would like to do that. And I live by myself. <laughs> it's a perfect gift. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so then they start getting into the conversation about um, an incident that happened in the, the group setting where Clint was standing up in his opinion and apparently offended everyone. Uh <laughs> And they're kind of talking about it. Shaquille says he doesn't think Clint was wrong in what he said. Just maybe he could have taken a different approach. Because even Eris has admitted that he isn't physically attracted to Jasmine. And this catches Kirsten off guard because she's like, wait a minute. He was just saying like yesterday or the day before that she was beautiful and he thought she looked great and all this stuff. So why is he lying? And, you know, Shaquille's like, well, he doesn't want to hurt this woman's feelings but Kirsten thinks that honesty is the best policy if he didn't truly feel like she was beautiful or doesn't feel like he's attracted to her he should let her know and Shaquille's like look I'm just the messenger I'm just telling you what was said that's it like that's what he said those were the words from his mouth um and this is when the conversation starts kind of turning and they start kind of bickering a little bit um you can tell Kirsten's starting to get annoyed, and so is Shaquille, because then this is when she starts going in on him and says that he jokes around too much and that she'd prefer if he just had like a little less sense of humor. And this is when Shaquille gets offended because now she's already said that she's not physically attracted to him. She doesn't like his bald head. Now she's saying she doesn't like his sense of humor, which essentially is a big part of his personality. So what the hell do you like? Yeah. Like, why are you here? But I could also see and, her point, though. Like, if the whole point of this is to bear your soul, get serious, let, every, you know, let your, I don't know, get to know each other on a deeper level, and he's cutting jokes the entire time, it could get annoying. I could see that. And then they kind of go into this, like, Kirsten clarifies that she likes that he has a sense of humor, but there's a time and a place mm -hmm, for it. Mm -hmm. And she explains that she wanted him to be serious when the situation calls for it. And part of the reason I think she doesn't like his joking is because like they show an example where they're having breakfast the first day of the honeymoon and essentially Shaquille is making fun of Kristen. Oh, it's at her expense. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why she doesn't like it. Yeah. Uh, he was making fun of her trying to struggle in the airport with her luggage and he's sitting back laughing instead of helping her. Yeah. So yeah, that's not funny. That's not cute. <laughs> no. So so she tells Shaquille, you know, again, to be himself, but she just needs him to take it down a notch. And then in a confessional, he says that he's not going to allow someone to change his sense of humor and who he is. Sometimes he has corny jokes. Sometimes his jokes are hilarious. It's just his sense of humor. And if he can't share that with Kirsten, then... Maybe they're not even compatible because he loves to have fun and joke around and just laugh. 
So sounds like his feelings were hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tail between his legs. Because they even had that conversation where she's like, "You remember I asked you if you can deal with criticism? Right now, it's sounding like you can't <laughs> handle criticism." And he tells her that he was just trying to understand her. And this is again when she tells him he can't take criticism but to just be himself. And he's like, well, you don't like that. So (laughs) I was being myself and now you're complaining about that. So what do you want me to do? And then this is when Kirsten says they're not getting anywhere. She doesn't like talking in circles. She's already answered the question. So let's table it. She again tries to explain to him that she does like his comical side, but she's really trying to get to know him on a serious level. Uh, And then once they have that, then they can joke around and have a good time. But we're still trying to get to know each other mm-hmm. in this situation. So chill out with the kikis. And then they say, you know, is this our first disagreement? Like, yeah, this is our first fight over something stupid. Right. Um, I was I was kind of on the fence with Kirsten at first. But after this, I feel like she's like a real straight shooter. And um, I can appreciate that she's not playing games. She likes what she likes. Kind of, I liked her after this, even though it was a fight. It was just a disagreement. Whatever. <laughs> you know he's going to get Where are we going to hear her real voice? <laughs> what do you mean? This is her TV voice? Yes. <laughs> what does she do for a living again? Do you remember? I don't remember. Mm. It doesn't matter. Wasn't she like... She had a lot of stuff going on. Like she had two degrees and she had like real estate and she did, she had a bunch of stuff yeah, going on. I remember her saying she taught at one point. I don't know. Yeah. So that's her realtor voice is what you're saying. Maybe. Or her teaching voice. All right. Let's go to Jasmine and Eris. These two. I hate him so much. <laughs> I can't stand He's gross. Him. He is really gross. So. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> he is a walking red flag. Um. So they're getting a couple's massage. She tells him that she's pretty stuck on him saying that he's never been in love before. It scares her because he's almost 40 and has been in relationships that were like a year and a half long and um, still had said that he loved that person. So it does put a lot of pressure on her because, you know, they only have eight weeks. How is she going to make him fall in love with her in eight weeks when he hasn't done it in an outside world, right? So she is this when he gave that like bullshit answer of like I had love for them, but I wasn't in. Love. I don't remember him saying that. No, he didn't even offer that. <laughs> I remember him saying it, but I don't remember when he said. He probably, it. you know what he said it at the last episode, I think. Mm. Mm. So <laughs> you know that one you didn't do. Uh, <laughs> so she tells him that she's yeah. been stressing for the past few months and hasn't really had any time to take care of herself, and so this massage is exactly what she needed. And uh, at this point, he tells her that if there's anything he could help with in any way, then he's her husband and he wants to do that for her. And she tells him not to drop any more bombs on her like he did um, about him not being in love. And he said that he can't think of any bombs, but he didn't even think that was a bomb. So he doesn't know. He doesn't know if he can promise that. He also says that he's not spending his time in Jamaica thinking of hypotheticals for her. So if we could just drop this, that would be fantastic. And then she's done with her massage and she starts massaging his legs and his feet. Like the, Absolutely not. Like the masseuse just didn't do this? I think they did. Absolutely not. <laughs> First of all, yeah, I'm going to stop my professional massage to give you a massage. Mm-mm. No. Nope. I'm not cutting my session short for you. <laughs> 
And he didn't even like, of course not, didn't reciprocate. Oh yeah, that wasn't even a thought in his head to do that. She's catering to him too much. She's trying hard. It's too much. Mm -hmm. It's a bad look, Jasmine. You know, and- Because he's not shit. He's not worthy of anything you're giving (laughs) him. You know what? I think it's stuck in her head that, you know, remember her dad's a pastor. Like, this is her for real Mm. marriage. I think she's in that mindset. Like, I have to make this work. How am I going to make this work? Let me pull out all my tricks. Hopefully this works. It's giving, it's giving very blessed and page vibes. Yes, yes. Like this dude is trash. Why are you, why are you dealing with this? Yeah. I hate it for her. So now he's telling her that what he's done in the past hasn't worked. So hopefully what he's doing now, what he's doing now um, can help him change. She tells him this is the most touch they've done because they have not had sex or anything like that. And he thinks this is normal because they've only known each other for a few days, which is valid. That is normal. Um, I guess she's wanting to get get nasty and he's not at that point yet because he's not attracted to her. I don't know if it's that deep, but yeah, I don't, something. Some, I don't think he's attracted to her. I really don't. I don't think he is either. Yeah. It's some chompers. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Makeup is crazy. Like makeup is crazy. Makeup is cause... crazy. It changes your entire look. So he might have had to surprise because she is a beauty queen. She knows knows all the things on the makeup. <laughs> this is true. So anyway, as a makeup sorcerer myself, <laughs> <laughs> it can yeah do a lot. Uh... And again, he's not used to seeing women without their, you know, makeup because he's not dating people long term. This is probably surprising to him. Anyway, so he says it's normal that they won't that they're not doing anything because they've only known each other a few days. True. Um, but she thinks he's being sarcastic and he says no. And now she's like super confused because they were just talking about what's your favorite sex position last episode. So now she just thinks he's not interested. Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely right. That whole thing was wild. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you say that? Knowing, and like you said, knowing she's a pastor's kid, why would you ask her that <laughs> in the middle of dinner on a national TV show? Like, really? No shame. And then the double back on it. <sighs> what a trash He's, man. He is trash. So they go horseback riding with the whole crew. And then they have a chat after that. Um, this is after the incident with uh, Clinton and Gina. And um, he wants to talk about that because, of course, he does. So he says that Clint and Gina low-key called each other ugly today. <laughs> Absolutely right. I was like, damn. That's ac- I mean, ac- he's not lying, it's but damn. <laughs> Jasmine says she could never do that. And Eris says that that's a level of maturity that he will never reach, obviously. He then talks about Nicole. And he was kind of making fun of her because Nicole said that she wanted to have sex night two of the of the honeymoon that was her mindset and now that she's actually in it she's not you know ready for that so he thinks that nicole is calling chris ugly or is not interested in chris when that's not true at all she's down to have sex absolutely it's chris who's pumping that break um but i like that he couldn't remember her name yeah that was hilarious <laughs> He's like that girl that girl that loud <laughs> whatever one. her name is <laughs> so then jasmine calls Eris out saying that he's doing the exact same thing. He was talking about breaking backs. And um, now he's saying that he's going to slow things down. And then Eris, he starts backpedaling on that. Um, And then, you know, he's such a wordsmith. He's like, you know what? 
backs will get blown out when they're supposed to get blown out in due time. What a romantic. Yeah, blow out his head. Oh my god. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, in an ITM, he says he's feeling a lot of emotions and it's really throwing him off because he's getting friend vibes at this point and he's never been like that in the past. So he's trying to look at that as a positive that he's not having sex. I was like, damn, you didn't even make it out the honeymoon before you got in the friend right? zone. It's DOA. So then um, eventually in the episode, they have the girls and guys meet up, which we'll talk about later. And Eris and Jasmine have a chat after that. Eris um, says that the meetup was like therapy. And he asked how Jasmine felt about her girls day. And she said that, you know, she told the girls how he's that he's never been in love and that she's feeling a lot of pressure for him to fall in love but she doesn't know what will happen and Eris says well he stole nicole's line from earlier wouldn't it be nice to be someone's first love and um she's like well no because i've never been the first to say i love you in a relationship so that scares the hell out of her at this point because if she does say it she feels like she'll definitely get rejected and he says you know what everybody needs to pump the brakes and she rolls her hot, her eyes real heavy. At this point, I think I can recognize that Jasmine has maybe been drinking a lot. Her eyes are quite heavy, <laughs> but she's not slurring oh, I was... or anything like that. It's just like her eyes are very heavy and she's like squinting. <laughs> I know all the episodes. I was like, those drinks look good. I want Oh, yeah, they did. I know the resort looked amazing. Like I looked it up and everything. I was like, it's pretty nice. But anyway. Oh, that was a piece of cheese made too. Mm. Somebody was there at the same time what? as this was happening. Uh -huh. And they were like talking about how everything was like being set up, like how they had Gina talk to the girl. Well, they didn't know it was Gina at the time. They were like the lady in the green bathing suit, like was talking with the group and then they took her away and they were like staging things. And it was an interesting post. Mm. Interesting. But uh, yeah, so he just thinks that this whole situation's awkward. Jasmine says she doesn't feel awkward at all. They have awkward moments, but she doesn't feel awkward. He says just in time, you know, it's it's just going to take time. And she makes another face, and he says time will solve a lot of issues. She then asks if she's if they're moving in the right direction, and he says he thinks they are. There's going to be a lot of peaks and valleys, but he's ready and willing to work on everything and she says that is reassuring to her but that's it do you think they're going to be brushing their teeth together anytime soon <clears throat> absolutely oh well, i don't know because it looked like he kicked her out of the bathroom he's like that's my drawer don't ever open it okay crazy yeah this <laughs> move in together is going to be interesting because he's never lived with anybody uh, and <laughs> not to be mean he's the only child he's not used to sharing his space either on that one <laughs> i'm gonna <shut> up. <laughs> As someone who's literally never had their own space, I don't know how that feels. It's amazing. <laughs> I went from sharing with my siblings to sharing with my roommates to sharing with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Living with people sucks. It does. It does. College was not fun. Having four roommates. Oh, that's a lot. Them hoes was crazy. I saw people, they physically fought over uh, flat iron. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There was some time. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Let's hit Dominique and McKinley. Oh, wait, real quick. This guy keeps saying he's an introvert. He's not an introvert. He doesn't seem introverted to me whatsoever. He just seems like a douchebag. Yeah. Okay. Just, just put it, putting that out there. Okay. Gotta blame it on something. I guess. So with them, we first see them on day six. Uh, and they're kind of talking about their attraction levels 
on a scale of one to 10. Dominique says her rating for McKinley is at a 6.5. Oh, no, no, no. Well, her level of attraction is a 6.5, but she says that their romance is only at a three or four. She says that, again, here's another one, Mr. Funny Guy. McKinley's constant quote unquote joking is annoying to her and that's what's hurting his rating. She says that she's not a 24-7 shit-talking kind of girl. She says what she says and she means what she says. So the next scene we see her FaceTiming her mom because she can't go a day without talking to her and involving her in all their business. And basically she's just venting about how McKinley is whining and complaining a lot and is apprehensive about trying things and doing the activities. She says, you know, we're in Jamaica. I'm not going to stay at the hotel, stay inside all day. Like I want to do the activities. Who knows if and when we're going to be able to do this again. Mm -hmm. We should try to take advantage of it. Um, But apparently Mackenzie's not trying to hear all that. And that's kind of it for that first scene with them. The next time we see them is when they get back together after the group activity day. Um, They're stopping to carve their name. I thought this was funny into a like bamboo tree. Mm -hmm. Of course, Dom stays strapped. She's got a knife in her purse (laughs) on the ready. I thought that was awesome. Uh, At this point, McKinley apologizes to her for joking too much and being misleading and for coming across as negative because he does this weird thing where he just lies for no reason. Yeah, I was, I didn't, like, because even when you make a joke like, oh, yeah, I ride all the time. And she's like, no, really? Yeah, I did. I thought at that point, that was the good time to say, I'm just kidding. I don't do horses. They're scary. But no, he waited. It wasn't until he was actually on the horse that he was like, yeah, I've never done this before. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why? Why would you lie about why? that? Why? That is so weird. Like, he is weird. And that's not odd for you to have not ridden a horse. A lot of people have never been in the presence of a right? horse. I've never ridden a horse. Yeah. <laughs> he He's strange. He is weird. He's a strange character. He's weird. I still think he's shady as hell. I don't like him at all. Yeah. So he says that he's trying to do the new things and stepping out of his comfort zone for her. Um, He's happy that she's there to kind of influence him into doing things. Uh, But Dominique says that, you know, his complaining has really had an effect on her and has had the potential to ruin an activity. Mm -hmm. Like if, okay, you're doing what I'm suggesting we do, but if you're going to complain about it the whole time, I'd rather not even do it. Mm-hmm. You're ru- you're making it a bad time. Uh, but she says she's going to give him a pass, but he really does need to actually work on this. Like this is an issue, which is totally understandable. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's constantly whining and complaining. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Is this the sass everyone was talking about? Is that what we call Sassy sass? <laughs> the male Karen is sass? I don't know. I don't know either. But that was them too, short and sweet, this episode. Okay, well, let's just dig into um, the drama that is Gina and Clint. So first we see them having breakfast in the pool. I don't know if I could do Mm -hmm. this. That didn't look great to me, having to have everything around my neck or something. (laughs) It's for Instagram aesthetics. Everybody has their picture of the little tray floating in the pool. I guess. To show they went on vacation. put little croissant bits in the pool. Gross. Anyway. At least there wasn't, have you seen the ones where there's like a bunch of flowers and shit in the water? And it's like, okay, this is too much. Like, <laughs> who's cleaning? That's always my concern. Who's cleaning this up? 
Um, I, I put it in my notes. The resort is beautiful. It is. It's gorgeous. Um, so there's, which is okay. So they're saying they're working on their physical attraction and chemistry, you know, wedding day, they seem pretty into each other. So um, it was just, they were vibing so great at the wedding. So now it's just like an issue. <laughs> so, but their conversation seems easy to them. So they're hoping that's going to carry them through. And hopefully attraction and chemistry will grow. She asks what he's excited about when they return back to uh, Nashville. And he says he's going to take her on, uh, take her sailing. And she says she really doesn't, uh, you know, have time for fun. She works all the time in her salon. And he says, yeah, but, you know, I'm here to help you start living your life and work smarter, not harder. And then she starts talking about her salon and they do that edit where she's, it seems like she's talking about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. but it does seem like she's talking about it for a long time. And then he, she asks him a question and then he's answering it. And then she interrupts him to start talking about the salon again. And Gina, I like her a lot, but she can't pick up on these social cues that he's putting down, like his dead stare where he's not interested in talking about the salon. Um, and he even puts a pineapple covered in chocolate in her mouth to shut her up, to stop talking about the salon. And still... It does not work. In ITM, he says that he's trying to get deeper with her. He wants to know Gina outside of the salon. And that's not, it's, he's not digging that. He's not digging it at all. Next, we see them after the horseback riding. They're having a chat. He's trying to initiate conversation, but, um, you know, all that body shaming incident just happened, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Or should we just talk about it right now? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, after breakfast at the pool, they go horseback riding. But before they go horseback riding, everybody is sitting down and catching up with the other couples. Clint loves being the center of attention. He is that guy. So Kirsten starts talking about um, how they're late. Everybody's excited that her and Shaquille have come to the to the resort finally, well, even though they were just a day late. But she was still kind of pissed that they were a day late. And um, some of them were joking, saying they thought that maybe they got a divorce. Dom, Dominique, um, start, Dominique starts asking if anyone's had any arguments yet. And Clint and Gina were like, yeah, everything's been nice and easy so far. It's been good. Dominic and Mac say they're trying to figure each other out, especially each other's sense of humor. And um, so that's kind of their obstacle. Chris and Nicole say that he is pretty complimentary to her wild side. She was adamant about having sex on the second night of the honeymoon, but now they're taking it slow to work on their emotional connection. So Nicole says that this has been like the best relationship she's ever had. And it's only been a few days. They've had deeper conversations before breakfast and she's never had any kind of those kind of conversations um, in her past relationship. That's so sad. I, that's really sad. Jasmine and Eris talk about him not being in love. Clint asks if he's blown Jasmine's back out yet. And everybody's like, whoa, please give backstory. And then they talk about, you know, the bachelor party. And uh, they show a clip, of course, of that conversation with all the fellas. Clint asks if they've seen, if anybody's seen each other naked yet. It's like a no all around. Eris says he's a real sexual person, but that hasn't really served him well in the past. So he's taking a different approach. And Jasmine makes a face and everybody sees Jasmine's face. <laughs> and again, she states, I'm confused. I'm very confused. 
Uh, Kirsten and Shaq are in a similar situation. She wasn't expecting a man with a bald head, but he's checking off all of the other boxes and she thinks the physical attraction will grow. This is where Gina says that it will grow, that it, that happened for her in her past relationship. Their struggle is also physical. And um, so they're working on their chemistry, her and Clint. Nicole says that maybe they just need to start kissing more. And they're like, oh, we're working on it. And then Clint opens his mouth and says that in the past, he's dated athletic slender women. So that's what he's attracted to. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there's an ITM with Dominique. And she says, read the room. All these women are very curvy. That's the wrong thing to say. And he continues and says, I think he's trying to backpedal a little bit. And he's like, well, she said she's not attracted to redheads. So there's that. Then they go horseback riding. Gina's stuck in her head about what Clint has just said. All the girls are pissed and kind of like cutting him off. McKinley says that uh, he's never ridden a horse. And this is where Dominique gives us a very confused look. Like, why did you just say all of those things about riding horses? And so weird. it was so weird. And she's having a blast. She says she's in hog heaven. That's so Southern. And um, her horse takes a shit and McKinley's in the back and he gets all the shit on him. So he hates it. He hates everything about this. He says, this is not adventurous for him. This sucks. They went in a circle. He hates it. But that was the horse riding adventure in a nutshell. So after horseback riding, Clint and Gina get together and start chatting. Well, not really chatting. He's trying to initiate conversation and she is not engaging whatsoever. Mm -hmm. She says again that she's stuck on him, bringing up her weight in a negative way in front of all her new friends. And she's very, very offended. But she doesn't say any of this to him. She's just like very cold and not saying anything. And then we have the guys, girls meet up. Do you want to talk about that one? Eve. So like we said before, everybody breaks off. The guys all meet together and all of the ladies get together. And it's kind of goes back and forth. Um, they say this is the first time that they've all hung out together, but separately uh, since the bachelor and bachelorette parties. So they're all just kind of checking in on where they're at yeah. in this whole situation. So Chris tells the men that he doesn't see any red flags with Nicole, but neither of them have ever lived with a significant other before. So there's some nerves surrounding that. Uh, and then it cuts to Nicole where she's expressing the same thing. She says, you know, they're going to be having all these dogs and they both have really demanding jobs and it's going to be a lot. She says even the week that they're supposed to go back to Nashville, um, they both have big work things going on. So it's going to be pretty high stress, like right out the gate. Yeah. And so they both are nervous about if that amount of stress is going to hurt their relationship. Um, so when it cuts back to the guys, Clint is advising Chris that he needs to stand his ground with Nicole because she's a firecracker and she's going to like stomp him out if he lets her. Which is what we all said at the very beginning. Oh yeah, she's going to walk all over him. Uh, but Chris feels like they're balanced and he actually doesn't appreciate Clint's advice or what he has to say <laughs> in regards to Nicole. Uh, but he's just letting him, like you said before, Clint wants to be the center of attention. So he's like, whatever, just in one ear, out the other. Yeah. He's just talking to talk. Uh, you know, Clint, he, Chris basically is saying that Clint just needs to get, he has like, um, what do they say? Like verbal diarrhea. He just like has to get it out of yeah. his system. He can't hold anything back. Uh, so then it cuts back to the girls and Dominic 
is talking to them about McKinley and his complaining (laughs) and his sense of humor. She says that's not attractive to her at all. And Kirsten says she's having similar issues with Shaquille, that he just jokes around too much and it's not cute. Um, McKinley tells the guys that he's trying to figure out how to stop trying to be funny all the time (laughs) when Dominique's trying to get to know him. But then again, Clint, the wise old sage says, no, 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 you keep being yourself. You be yourself 100% because that's how you're going to find out if you're truly compatible. If you start adjusting your attitude and your personality for what your partner wants, then you're going to lose your authentic self and blah, blah, like all this bullshit. Because he knows, right? Because he's so successful in relationships and marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's one of the experts. Oh, okay. That's the twist this season. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? That would be awesome. <laughs> I've actually been married for 20 years. <laughs> I can't even. But McKinley says that he's willing to compromise and Clint doesn't know what he's talking about. Um... And it goes back to the ladies. Jasmine is talking about how Eris has said that she's pretty and like fine, but he's also not trying to rip her clothes off either. Yeah. So she's really confused. Uh, she thinks that he's very sweet, where, um, but she hopes that their sexual chemistry will start to grow or develop at all. Um, when it cuts back to the guys, Eris is saying that on a scale of one to 10, of being attracted to me, Jasmine is at like a 12, but he's like at a four or a five. Yeesh. Is she at a 12? She's, she's like, where? She's trying <laughs> hard. She's trying hard. He's not even cute. He, not at all. He is not cute. Inside or out. Yeah. And on the flip side, she's damn pageant queen. <laughs> like she has literal <laughs> awards for being pretty. <laughs> but, and he says this, and that's why he feels guilty that he's not more attracted to her than he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he says that she's amazing. She's really dope personality, but she's just different than the type of woman he typically goes after. You know, he tells us he's an ass man. He's looking for a, a Megan the Stallion type, a Serena Williams type, which is not Jasmine at all. Mm-hmm. She's just a little too small, quote unquote. Okay. But he thinks things could turn around. Um, But yeah, Jasmine has no idea that this is where he's at. At all. So then the topic turns to sex. Gina says that she's just trying to get through the next conversation at this point. Like sex is off the table Mm -hmm. at this point because she's so pissed off with Clint. And then they start talking about that whole conversation. Um, Nicole asked Gina how she felt about the comments and... You know, all all the women chime in basically and are complimenting her on how she handled the situation. Um, and they all were also agreeing with her that it was an inappropriate thing to say. It was an insult to her and all of them. Um, and basically how they were also offended. Uh, Nicole says that Clint's a dick, that it was inaccurate and offensive to every woman out there with a natural body, which I mean, is fair. Yeah. My whole thing was if y'all were all so offended, why did nobody say anything? Not one. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. And I thought well, at least with or we don't know. But also like it could be like the shock, like did he just say that or did I hear it wrong? Like it I could see myself being like, "What? What just happened?" <laughs> yeah, I could I could feel like, did I could he really say that. Yeah. Cuz they also if it was me, 
in that girl group setting, that's the first thing I would bring up. Did Hey, did that just happen? <laughs> so the, when she brought it up, she's like, everybody was like, okay, let's talk about this now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at this point, Gina's like, you know, I don't even understand what he's talking about. She says she's a 26 in the waist. Mm. I didn't hear that. I don't I didn't hear that, that part. Because <laughs> like a 26 is like a like That's tall. four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. And she says that she's athletic, like he hasn't known her long enough to know what she does in her her spare time yeah. she could be in the gym seven days a week you don't know we're on vacation right now yeah uh she says that the comment was definitely felt like a hit to her and um she admits that she was fuming about these comments because she says she's in the business of empowering women and making them feel beautiful and confident in themselves so for him to like drag like that was not cool and then when it goes back to the men, they're talking about this incident as well. McKinley called Clint out on the moment and calling Gina thicker. Um, and then Clint's like, no, no, I didn't say that. I just said more slender. <laughs> I didn't say she was big, but I was saying I like smaller. <laughs> uh, he says that he's always taking people's feelings into account and, you know, isn't trying to hurt anybody. Um then he starts going in on her again and talking about how she's all about her business. It's all salon this, salon that all the time, 24-7. And he's like, is that her deal? Like, is this a commercial for the salon? Like, is this for promo? What are her intentions? He says he has no benefit in doing this other than walking away with a lifetime partner. But she's trying to get some free advertising. I mean, eesh. but McKinley comes to bat for her and says he's had his own small businesses and you know, they can take over your mind. Like mm. it's all you think about because yeah. it consumes your life basically. Um, and then he, this is when he says that Gina's sexy and gorgeous <laughs> and that Clint's crazy for not thinking the same way. And then <laughs> McKinley basically, do you know what Riz is? Mm -mm. It's cause you're old. Yes. Explain. <laughs> Riz is like like game. Okay. So basically McKinley thinks Clint don't have no game. He don't have no Riz because he couldn't pull anybody better looking than Gina. <laughs> and yeah, at this point, Clint's like, you know, guys, don't, don't everybody turn on me. Like, don't leave me out here by myself. Like, I'm not crazy, right? And they're like, oh, a little bit. Yeah. But that was their little powwow sessions together. Yeah. Mm-mm. So after that, Clint and Gina meet up and she does bring up that, you know, she's been quiet for, you know, the last half of the day and she just needed time to process and table his comments because they offended her so much. And she tells him, you don't know how much I work out. Um, she brings up her, if he brought this up because of her ginger comment, um, she tells him that her ex-boyfriend was a ginger. And then he says, don't you know that ginger is offensive? And I looked it up. And it turns out some people really do think this is super offensive. So I didn't know this. Neither did There's Gina. There's been so many threads on Reddit. This is like one of those things I hate where there's like 50 million threads on the exact same mm. thing. Like, do people read? Yeah. Can you not just add to the last one? No, let's just start a whole new thread over and over and yeah. over. So like it's been flooded this whole week with this whole, is this uh pejorative is this racist yeah is this like people are have a lot to say about it all yes they do um she says she specializes in redheads and she doesn't think that this is offensive and to which he says what does that even mean you specialize in redheads 
He says that wasn't his intent. His comment was not his intent to be offensive. And she said it was offensive to everyone. All the ladies were offended. And she needs someone by her side who can read the room because he obviously cannot. All the girls brought it up and wanted to know how she was feeling about it. And he apologizes, air quotes, sorry that you feel that way. But he was trying to be honest about who he typically dates, and it's no fault to her whatsoever. That's just who he has dated in the past. She asks, if the whole room is offended, you don't think there's anything wrong with what you said. And he says that she is trying to position it, and that's not what happened. Um, Gina says, if you don't think you did anything wrong, there's really nothing more to discuss. It's best for them to spend time apart for the rest of the honeymoon. She thinks Clint is the type of person who talks at you, which is a huge red flag. She says she's done, and Clint says you should be done. She has no leg to stand on. What an unfortunate turn of events. When you lose your turn and you walk away, that's being an adult. She is trying to play the blame game in... It's, there's no redemption here. It's really hard to say if this is going to work. It's really making him think the end i was like oh everybody's going karen mode i'm offended no you offended me (laughs) it's like wait what (laughs) i was like wow he's really gonna try to flip it Mm -hmm. he really really did um no and then there's been the debate online like she said she doesn't like redheads how come he can't say he doesn't like thicker people no he just likes more slender (laughs) athletic but did you notice in the preview everybody's having their last dinner together their last group dinner and there's no walk-in scene with gina and clint everybody's dressed up but there's no gina and no clint mm. Ooh, they're skipping the dinner or coming separately one or the other hmm, i didn't even think about that mm-hmm. but that's the show i was distracted by those outfits they were doing something yes those were choices <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's not a well hmm, hmm, hmm. It hasn't played out enough. We'll come back to that. Yeah, there's no standout fashion person. Yeah. There's no Alexis's this season. But, you know, to their credit, a lot of them have just been in, like, beachwear, throw on some shorts uh, on top of your bathing suit before you go in kind of thing. Gift shop's finest. That, too. That, too. <laughs> but that's the show. Uh, yeah. Next week, we're moving in together. Finally. Jesus. Six episodes in. That's wild. <laughs> This has already been on for six weeks. Yep. Wow. That's wild. <laughs> if you have any Cheesemate, go ahead and hit us up on our social media. On Instagram, we are at Queens Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Queens. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you go on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Or Spotify, and give us five stars. That helps other Cheesemosas find us. Anything else, Igby? I'm going to end up on this fucking show. <laughs> Married at first sight, San Antonio, Texas. Here I come. Oh. God, that's <laughs> terrible. You'd have to take a leave of absence from your and then you'd come okay. back to a pile of work, just things at your work. That, that is also very true. <laughs> All right. So maybe not. Till next time. <laughs> Bye. See ya.